Uh, hi, everybody, and uh, welcome back to another episode of Luke Who's Watching. Today we're going to be talking about, well, I'm going to be talking about the 1967 film Casino Casino Royale. Not a Bond film, but it sort of is, but it's not an official Bond film. Anyway, it stars David Niven, Peter Sellers, Awesome Wells makes an appearance, Woody Allen, uh, John Houston, he's also in it, and Ursula Andress, I mean, there's a heap of people, Barbara Boucher's Miss Money, Penny, Terence Cooper, a lot of people in it, and it is a wild, absolutely wild film. Anyway, let me get into the rundown for you. So it starts off, you know, you get your classic MGM, the uh, Metro Goldwyn Mayer Lion, looking great. And uh, the cold open is just it's very brief. And then uh, sax, a bit of saxophone, and then a very long, um, a very long opening title sequence. It seemed to go on forever. I think by the time the movie, after the cold open, which wasn't very long, and then the opening title sequence, I think the movie had been going for like, three minutes already and it is a long film it's two hours 15 minutes which is a long film when it's pretty fucking wild um anyway so the guy (laughs) i've got here my notes guy from chinatown m yeah so the guy from chinatown if you've ever seen that who plays uh what's his name he's the dodgy guy let me just click on his uh, in you know, on his IMDb here. He is Noah Noah Cross in Chinatown. I saw him and I was like, I know you. You look familiar. And he had a he's got a crappy mustache. And uh, yeah, so he's he's in this and he's M briefly. Um. Anyway, so M and some other goon uh, head head uh, spy guys. They go to a very swanky estate where we see a very suave. Smooth operator, David Niven, who is Sir James Bond. And uh, so Bond has retired, um, and he's like given up his name and number 007 to another spy. Uh, or he's sort of given, you know, given up his name and number, but he's, he's Mr. James Bond. Anyway, so um, they're trying to convince him to come back, and he doesn't really want to. Anyway, basically... The Bond's estate gets blown up, and uh, M is uh, killed. I guess with the other head goon, other head spy guys as well. So Bond's back in action, and then we see uh, Bond go to M's place in Scotland, and just I've got here. <laughs> I've got written down, Bond at M's Bizarre Stuff Bath. Yeah, so um, there's only women there, and they're all like, want to seduce suave David Niven. And there's an odd scene where he has a bath. He goes into the bathroom, and there's somebody there in it. And she's like, oh, I'm just here to test test out. I'm here to see how hot it is. And it's that's weird stuff. Anyway, and then more, what happens? Oh, yeah, and then, like, Mrs. M who's like a spy, she tries to seduce David Niven, or she tries to seduce Sir James Bond, and he doesn't doesn't go for it, and she's like not happy about it. So there's like a showdown that Sir James wins in hilarious fashion with like other goons, and it's just 
weird stuff. Um, yeah, Bond survives another attack. Okay. Oh, and uh, oh, yeah, right. So he's out. This is like the next day or whatever. He's out shooting. Uh, was he shooting grouse? I think. And um, it uh, turns out that. Uh, well, Mrs. M was like a double... She wasn't actually Mrs. M. She was like a spy from East Berlin. Uh, and all the girls in the house were also like spies as well. And they're there to get rid of Sir James, but it doesn't work because Sir James is a smooth operator. However, Mrs. M, who's not actually Mrs. M, she like turns, she tells him about it. And um, there's just like a bit of a showdown while Bond's playing, while he's shooting... Um, He's shooting grouse, and they're just trying to blow him up, really, and this weird stuff happens. Anyway, it's revealed that they're from East Berlin, this particular um, group of of gals. Anyway, this is a weird movie. Like, what I'm telling you is probably, you're probably like, I have no idea what's going on. This is what I've written down. This is like the order stuff happens. It's, it's, it's yeah. Uh, anyway, so there's a car chase. It's great that Bond has a car. Now, interesting, Bond is driving an old... Now, I don't know if it actually is a Bentley. I don't know if he's actually driving an old Bentley in his Sir David Evan. He's most definitely driving an old green vehicle. And that's interesting because in the... Uh, at least the first two Bond films, so Dr. No and From Russia With Love, I think possibly... I can't quite remember actually in the first film, but I know in From Russia With Love, and maybe at the start of Goldfinger, Bond, his Bentley is mentioned, because Bond drives a Bentley. He doesn't drive an Aston Martin. He only gets the Aston Martin, and it only becomes a thing in Goldfinger. And actually in the books, I've read a couple, in the books and in the Casino Royale book, Bond car is a Bentley. I need to cough again. I'm going to pause this for a minute. I'm back. I'm back. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. At least there's a bit of continuity there, actually, like legit continuity. Bond has a Bentley. If you read the books, you will discover Bond drives a Bentley. And in the first couple of films, he I don't think he actually drives a car, but he is with the car and there's mention of his Bentley. So... Bond hasn't always been an Aston Martin guy. Anyway, so some weird stuff happens there. He gets away. Then we get to see. So anyway, so Sir David, Sir, J- Sir David Devon, I was about to say, Sir James, he goes to London and we get to see very sassy, I don't know if I'm honest, very sexy, Miss Moneypenny. And Bond walks in, he's like, oh, Miss Moneypenny, gives her a kiss, right, like with passion. And she's like, oh, I'm Miss Moneypenny's daughter. So what's happened is Bond's retired. Over the time, you know, we don't really know how long Bond's been retired for, but, you know, Miss Moneypenny's obviously retired and her daughter's taken over the ranks. So Moneypenny Jr. is the receptionist at MI6. Um, it's lovely. Oh, and we get a bit of mention about Jimmy Bond, whom is Woody Allen, and we see Jimmy Bond escape his firing squad as well in a bizarre fashion. Now, what happens is they cook up a bit of a plan. They cook up a bit of a plan for uh, all agents to be labelled James Bond 007, men and women. And also, 
they're like, well, we need a, we want a agent who all women want, want, but they can't have. So that's how we're going to like apparently win. So Miss Money Penny does a bit of research. <laughs> she finds an agent who obviously satisfies her, and then they do some training. Uh, they train him to then not be seduced, even though everybody wants to seduce him. Yeah, so that's you know, just bizarre stuff. Um, crazy. Then we see, <coughs> excuse me, we see Peter Sellers. Now, if I've sold Mr. David Niven as a suave operator, Peter Sellers, 1967 Peter Sellers, smooth operator, smooth operator, let me tell you, oh, but he has his he has glasses on too, and he's just oh he's I gotta say it he's sexy as Evelyn Tremble that's his name, <laughs> and he is suave suave suave. Anyway, so um he sort of gets seduced by what's the name the girl who's the girl in Casino Royale um oh her name's at the tip of my tongue I've got it written down here somewhere. But she turns out to be a scoundrel at the end. Oh, my goodness gracious me. I'm going to have to... Uh... Yeah. Oh, Vespa. That's her. Yeah. So Vespa seduces, you know, Peter Sellers, who's James Bond as well. And he's just a suave, smooth operator. Anyway, more bizarre, more bizarre stuff. What happens there? Oh my goodness. They'd oh yeah, bro. <laughs> They're on her bed, just you know, canoodling or whatever, and she does pulls like a lever or whatever, and her bed's like an elevator. It goes down into like some pink room. Cause I think what's she doing? Oh, she's doing some work for Sir James. Um Sir James, but getting a bit of info on Peter Sellers. Like if they can send him into the field. Um sort of thing. It's just weird stuff happens. And there's a bit of chat about Le Chiffre as well. Uh, and then, you know, there's a comical Q scene, which is hilarious. Peter Sellers, he then goes to see Q and he's like walking through the Q lab and there's like crazy stuff happening. You can well imagine. And uh, they keep calling him Four Eyes. But there's an interesting scene where he's, he, they get, to, like, you know, they walk through the workshop and they get to, you know, the end of it because that's probably the end of the set. And a tailor comes out. And he's like fitting him for various things, which is uh, <laughs> that's actually quite quite good. I I quite enjoyed that actually. Um, and then Bond, as in David Niven, he goes to see uh, Marta Bond, whom is like his adopted daughter, and that's weird too because she it's like. A bit of a apocalypse now situation, where she's like some goddess um, somewhere, and they're just having drugs and wild stuffs happening. Anyway, so she he goes to recruit her because he needs her to go to East Berlin to get some information, uh, because Le Chiffre is going to gamble at Casino Royale, and they need her to get some goss. Uh, and also to find out, uh, infiltrate the crew of 
old women, of, of women in East Berlin. So that's cool. Um, so she gets recruited and uh, she's being ex- like um, they're back in London and it's explained to her what she needs to do. And she's like, okay. And she's like, oh, so how am I going to get to Berlin? And the guy says, we've just hails a taxi, gets in. And uh, so the guy's like, yeah, where to, governor? So the, the fellow that uh, Miss Bond was with, he, he's like, Berlin. And the guy goes, oh, what one? And he, he's like, East Berlin. He's like, oh, yeah, good, no problems. <laughs> I was like, okay. So then they go. The next thing is they're turning up in East Berlin. And like <clears throat> one side, well, you get to see they turn up and there's the wall there. So the side they're on is like partying and just stuff happening. And on the other side is military. Nothing's happening. There's like a jeep and an army squadron out because you can see over the wall. Anyway, so they get out. And the guy in the taxi is like, oh, oh it's 415 pounds, 50, 15 pence, love or whatever. And she's like, oh, keep running or something. Or she says, wait here. Um, I'll be back. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not falling for that. Not falling for that. It's happened to be before, and then uh, she was. She's like, oh, "I need to get some change." So she walks off, and he's like, "Oh, I haven't even had me dinner." So then he says to some guy, "Oh, we're gonna get some fish and chips around here for a bit of nosh or whatever." Yeah, that's a bit of a, you know. Anyway, so she goes into this building, and it is just weird Dutch angles, and it, it gets real European arty weird. <laughs> this next bit. Where she meets the, ma- the mistress of like this dance studio, which is where these uh, agents came from at the start, who were like Mrs. M and Co. Anyway, so she gets a bit of information from like the little Weasley Butler guy that Le Chiffre is going to have a auction off artwork uh, to raise money so he can go to Casino Royale and gamble. Uh, actually, no, that's not actually correct at the time. He, he, Le Chiffre is auctioning off money, uh, auctioning off money, auctioning off uh, artwork because he needs money to pay Smirsh. Oh, that's how it works. So she finds that out. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> that's cool. And then we see, uh, ooh, what's going on there? Oh. Uh, People are texting me. Um, so, let's go to... Uh, okay. Right, cool. I'm just looking at my notes here to see where I'm at in the film. Because I'm actually... I'm almost out of notes. I've only been gone for 15 minutes. <laughs> it's like... A lot happens in this film, but... Like, nothing happens, if that makes sense. There's a lot of exposition for stuff that doesn't really have, like mean anything, if that makes any sense at all. Anyway, cool. Um, blimey. So, yeah. Um, so what happens is there's a, oh yeah, so there's an auction for Le Chiffre. So uh, people come in to buy, this is, this bit's actually comical. They, they come in, they want to buy this artwork, and there's various groups of people. There's a group of Germans, there's a group of British, there's a group of uh, Americans, a group of Chinese. And the auction is like, okay, so how are we going to bid excuse me having going to do bids and the germans like when we're standing we're bidding when we're sitting we're not bidding and 
And it's like, oh, is everybody happy with that? And then um, the Chinese are like, oh, when we're standing and shouting, we're bidding. When we're sitting, we're not bidding. So the auctioneer's like, right. And then the Americans are like, when we're standing, we're not bidding. When we're sitting, we're bidding. And uh, so the auctioneer's like, right. And then um, it's like the British guy's like, oh, it's, oh, it's a bit of both, really, for us. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so the first picture comes up, which is like a black male right picture. It's like uh, people in cahoots with various ladies. And the auctioneer's like, oh, so how are we, how are we going to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, how are we going to uh, opening bid for this? And the British guy's like, oh, how about 10 pounds? Like, he's real posh. He's like, how about uh, 10 pounds 50, old boy, you know? And then there's just a bidding war erupts under this picture. But anyway, Miss Bond goes and she, like, stops the auction from happening because the taxi driver comes in and he's just like, oh, I'm from the foreign office. You, like, you can't let Le Chief raise this money. So she's like, goes into, because the, the paintings of the artwork's getting projected. So she goes into like the pro- projection room, steals the slides, <laughs> um, and escapes with a taxi driver back to London because the taxi driver's from the foreign office. Because she's like, what are you, like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm from the foreign office, love. And she's like, oh, yeah, right, eh? So they get out of there and escape. And then um, we see uh, Bond, as in Peter Sellers. We see him get seduced by <laughs> Miss Goodfies. <laughs> oh, the names are coming. Anyway, what, does he get seduced? Oh, she drugs him. And then, like... Um, but anyway, she's like, oh, Miss Goodfellas. And he's like, oh, yes, I can see that. And she says to him, oh, I like your pants. And he's like, oh, yes, the new 007 fronts. <laughs> Which I was like, ah, oh, it's, 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 I mean, it's awful, but it's, it's mildly comical. Anyway, so he like gets drugged or whatever. And then uh, Vespa comes in and she chucks him in the shower. And she's like, you got to get downstairs and like, you got to play the sheaf. Because what happens was, of course, Le Chief didn't get his money from the auction, and the auctioneer guy calls Le Chief and he's like, so it, it didn't happen. So Le Chief's like, oh, well, I'm going to have to go to a casino and gamble to win the money. And they're like, well, I don't know, I don't know if that's a good idea. And he's like, yeah, we're going to have to do it. And he blows up the phone box the guy's in talking, uh, which I was like, cool. So we see Le Chief, who's Orson Welles, and I'm like, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. There's a couple of things about this I thought were comical. First of all, well, good, comical. What I thought in the concept of like a suave secret agent um, operator, I was like, I thought Peter Sellers was pretty good, and David Niven also pretty good. And for like a wild Bond villain, super villain type thing, Awesome Wells was great. And I believe Awesome Awesome Wells like could do was like a bit of a magician or could do magic. And when he's he's at the table, uh, at the card table, he's there and he's doing like crazy magic tricks. And I'm like, absolute awesome world's gold this is. Here's an here's a interesting guy. Um, lovely. So, you know, Bond <laughs> plays. Uh, Bond plays cards with uh, Le Chiffre. Now, something funny that happens is they come, uh, uh, Bond and uh, Vesper come into the, this is uh, Peter Sellers' Bond, but I'll just say Bond, 
come in uh, and they go to the wherever you get your money from at a casino, the cashier or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, Bond, James Bond, you know, that's that's who's here. And he and the guy behind the counter is like, oh, and he gets his, he gets like a um, autograph books out, book out. And he's like, oh, can you, oh, can you uh, sign this, uh, Mr. Bond? Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's not for me. It's not for me. And he's like, oh, uh, yes, of course. So you sign uh, that receipt uh, for me there, old boy, you know. Playing it fucking smooth. Oh, playing it like a smooth operator. I have a very awful throat tonight. I do, I do apologise for that. I do apologise for that. I've just watched uh, the Matildas, unfortunately, lose to the United States in a bronze medal game at the uh, Olympics. But, I, I mean, they, they might have lost, but, I did, they, you know, they didn't give up, and uh, I still love them. Um, anyway, so... Bond gets caught and he is like mentally tortured by Le Chief and there's more like crazy weird psychedelic stuff happening, which actually like it some of it looks pretty cool, but it's just weird stuff. Anyway, he's back in London and uh, Mrs. Bond, she gets uh, like taken or abducted by a UFO um, because David Niven, he's at number 10 to see the Prime Minister. Now... I've been to London, and I have been to Downing Street, and it is now in the film they just drive in there and they just drive down a street. So Downing Street, and I imagine it in the uh, late sixties when this film was made, probably a little bit similar to, to today, because it's where a prime minister lives. So Downing Street, you can't actually go down it because there is a huge gate. Excuse me, a huge gate at the end of it. When I was in London uh, about four years ago, now there was a you know huge gate, and there was like four or five policemen just there, and you can't. And there's like bollards there as well, so you can't just drive into Downing Street. Downing Street actually isn't even a street; it is a cul-de-sac dead end. So there you go. Film's not being accurate there. Shocking. Anyway, so Mrs. Bond gets uh, abducted. And then Bond and Money Penny. Now Bond is in David Niven and Miss Money Penny. They get to the Smirsh headquarters, so they go to Casino Royale. They go to like the manager's office, and that apparently is like a big lift thing. And they get into the Smirsh HQ, where. They discover that Jimmy Bond is Dr. Noah. So, plot twist, Woody Allen's the villain. <laughs> and, and then just weird Woody Allen shit happens. Oh, and he's like, oh, Woody Allen, oh, 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 oh. you know, that's just, oh, it's fucking bizarre. Uh, it is revealed that his birthday is the 1st of April, April Fool's Day, which I thought was comical. And so his master plan is to um he has various plans but he's going to make like a double of everybody and replace all the people like on earth all the important people with like a clone double he's made and also he's going to make all the women on earth scandalously attractive and attracted to people who are about his heart so that's like his master plan there plot twist doesn't pay off because uh 
Bond, he escapes from his prison that he's in. Uh, Verse, it turns out she's a double agent. And a heap of other bizarre stuff happens. And then they get back into the casino. Oh, so what happens is somebody... Woody Allen's talking to a lady he has strapped on a bed. And he shows her like a capsule, which is like an explosive. If you swallow it, it's going to blow up. Like after so long. Or gives you the hiccups, and you after you hiccup like 30 times, it'll explode or whatever. Something like that. So she's like, oh, I love you. Oh, So he gets her off the bed. She takes the pill. So she like steals the pill. She doesn't take it. But she like gives it to him. So they find, so Pete, um, the other Bond, David Niven Bond, finds this out. And, like, the place is going to blow up. So they need to get out of there. So they get back into the casino. And there's, like, a weird sh- My voice is gone again. Excuse me. I'm back. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, a weird shootout. It's like uh, if you... Like a saloon shootout. That's a good way to explain it. It's like a saloon shootout in a um, Western. So that happens. And it's like, it's just wild. And then the casino blows up and everybody, that's over. And that's the film. Oh, it's a weird film. It's, uh, I'll say it's, yeah, it's like, slapstick comedy without it's it's pretty crazy um but still look i'm going to give it three and a half out of five toilet rolls i've found it like it's wild and it probably goes for too long but apparently it's better than john wick um yeah which was the last film but um yeah it's just wild and bizarre and crazy but i think like it's good because i liked peter sellers a lot he was i thought he was pretty smooth um and orson wells was wild um oh and there's a scene and it's not great but there's a scene when bond as in peter sellers first goes to play cards with the chief and he he gets this indian accent on it is like that's not great but um <clears throat> Not great. Um, but it's just, it's bizarre. It's weird. And look, I think if if you have it or you, if like if you're in a store and it's there for like five bucks, buy it, get it, and just whack it on and just have a good time with it. I mean, you just don't take it seriously and just have a good time with it. You know, I won't, I won't say where you can watch this because this is a film I have in my collection. So as most of the films I'm going to watch um, are in my own collection. I do have here on, on the list coming up, like I've got written here, you know, something on Netflix. So you know, I've got to try and find, like I will talk about things that are available on streaming services, services, services at some point. But um, yeah, Casino Royale, 1967, it's, wild it's bizarre it's crazy it's just yeah i don't know give it a watch <laughs> if you have the opportunity give it a watch i mean just take it for what it is which is wild uh and crazy like there is some there's some fun good bits and but yeah it's just like 
I, I would I would describe it. You know, some you might have be having a conversation with somebody, and they're telling you something, and they're using a lot of words, a lot of superlatives, huge explanations. But at the end of the day, or at the end of the conversation, they haven't actually said anything. This is that's how I would describe this film. Like a lot of stuff, a lot of exposition, a lot of things happen, but nothing really happens if I'm honest but yeah anyway look it's a bit of fun uh take it for what it is and I'm gonna give three and a half toilet rolls so yeah <laughs> anyway everybody uh, thanks very much for listening I'll be back in September with a film actually I'm not really looking forward to watching this next one that could be interesting as well and yeah I also, I think, got to try and be maybe a little bit more snappy, a bit more briefer with things, because the first few episodes, especially the Columbo one, was pretty long. Um, so I'm going to try and just be a bit more brief, hopefully, with things. Um, but, yeah, anyway, that's Casino Royale, 1967. Um, hope you enjoyed this. It's not a review. It's just it's me telling you what I thought about this film. Um, I'm no quote expert, but uh, yeah, look, anybody, uh, anybody, anyway, everybody, uh, thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.